It's Harris Hastings in Dover, Altitude 92.5, Denver's only sports station. Preseason game number two coming up tonight. Nuggets and Trail Blazers joining us on the hotline right now. President of Basketball Operations for the Denver Nuggets, he is Tim Conley. Tim, we appreciate your time, man. Uh, how you been? What's new for you? Does it, does it feel weird getting ready for an NBA preseason game number two already? Uh, definitely feels weird. Uh, I've been good, no complaints. It's been fun to be back in the gym, but certainly not what we're used to this time of year. And, and, and seven days. I know we got Portland. You got Portland back to back. We can talk about that. Uh, having them in in for the same days, which on one hand I guess smart because you, you limit exposure from all the other different stuff and so on and so forth. But but Tim, this is seven days, and and although late starting this year, it still seems early to be starting this year uh, in just seven days. Yeah, it's crazy, Scott. It's you know when we left the bubble, we were kind of under the assumption we wouldn't be starting to play until the new year. So when we got that start date, it certainly surprised us. Um, and with all the challenges surrounding COVID and ensuring that we're compliant with all the NBA rules, it's, it's been challenging. But you know what? It's still great to be back in the gym. It's a game all these guys love, and it's a lot of fun. So um, whether it's weird or not, we're pretty excited to finally get it going. Uh, Tim, congratulations on the success. And great to have you as as always. And we'll see if the Tiger King gets pardoned here the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> but I want you know this year is so different to me when I look at the Nuggets roster. Last year you could still say a young team with Jamal Murray, but after what they went through in the playoffs, they're really a veteran team with winning experience. And then you've got uh, your young players coming in in a pandemic year. What are the different messages that you're sending to Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray versus the R.J. Hampton and, and Najee? Well, it's for the new guys, they usually have the benefit of summer league and open gym and getting acclimated to the coaching staff and new teammates. Uh, the draft guys went from the draft, and you know a week later they're in COVID protocol and, and they're practicing. So it's certainly been hard for those guys. For our returning guys, I think the challenge is always how can we continue to get better. We've been fortunate the last – several years to continually raise the bar. Um, and now I think with the success we had in Orlando, how do we take that next step? Um, how do these guys get a little more vocal with the leadership? What's crazy about Nicole and Jamal is how young they are. And, you know, it's you want everything right away. That's just not reality oftentimes. So I think as these guys have, have grown up and even calling them vets is funny when you think about, you know, Jamal being 23 years old. Um, <laughs> these guys are embracing – certainly embracing the challenge and i think they're kind of reflective of who we want to be so it's, it's been fun to watch we're talking to tim conley president of basketball ops for your denver nuggets uh tim i want to ask you something about uh something that coach mo said this week and uh, he was a little fired up about it and lackluster practice a little bit in coach's eyes and said he's he's waiting for the day one of his guys to stop practicing and yell and, and kind of hold others accountable from where you sit uh, who, who do you think suited? We just talk about Jamal and Nicole, who are the team and the leaders, but as you said, kind of younger guys. Who, who do you think's best suited to kind of embrace that role this year? I think we have a handful of guys that um, aren't hesitant to speak up. I think Jamal's really grown in that area. I think he's enjoyed it. I think he's a guy that enjoys responsibility and enjoys a lot of pressure. Nicole has gotten better and better. If I had told you five years ago that this guy was going to be a leader, I'd probably have been left out of the room. He's, you know, he's so. Um, at times so quiet and so self-deprecating. But I think with th- these guys are really smart um, and they understand that 
if it's not going to be someone on the court, we're going to have a real difficult time taking that next step. And I think Moe's really, really smart, too. I think he's, you know, he's always pressing buttons. So I think when he, he goes out of his way to make a point, I think there's, there's some madness. I'm sorry, lots of the madness. You know, Tim, you and your staff, you know, since you guys took over, have been unbelievable in identifying uh, a talent. Uh, uh, I told these guys, I have a buddy in the league who thinks that Hampton's got a chance to be the steal in the draft, uh, and, and you got him, uh, and you didn't even have the pick, and you guys traded in to get to get him. Uh, so the talent evaluation has been unbelievable for you guys. That being said, and you, you were in Golden State the other day, and, and just – Watch how easy 26-10-6 and six happened for, for Nikola Jokic. In, in your wildest dream, did you see him ever this good? No. And, and look, we've, <laughs> uh, I've, our staff's been great. I've, I've had a, a bunch of screw-ups. Um, so we've been okay getting guys. But I think um, like we thought he was going to be that good. We wouldn't have waited until 41 to take him. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's neat about it is – we thought he had for all these guys. It's, you know, as you guys all know, it's a guess. Right? You don't know how they're going to react. I think our team, what's especially challenging right now for young players, is they're not given the same opportunity that you might get for for a lesser team. So, whether it's RJ, whether it's Zeke, whether it's Bull, they're not going to be able to go out there and play 25 minutes and make mistakes and uh, just play completely free because we have expectations. So, I think that adds a, another layer sure. to. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's good pressure. I think yeah. it's good pressure, but it's it's not the same as uh, you know Jamal, Gary, Nicola, Will. These guys were able to play and play through mistakes and slowly get better and better. And now you kind of see the finished product. Um, but I think the key we, we've had most luck with a certain type of guy as much as talent. Uh, like RJ is a guy that we had pretty high, you know, reclassified, spent what should have been his year in high school in New Zealand in the very a very physical Australian league. Um, we had him um, ranked ranked very high on the board. We thought, hey, here's an opportunity to add a combo guard with with big time physical tools, and he has the right mental approach. He's a smart kid. He's a serious kid. He's self motivated. So I think if there's any kind of overarching theme with the guys that made it here, it's it's those characteristics. And, and, and you know, it's I don't know if that's the first time I've heard you, but that's the first time that all of a sudden a, a light bulb popped in my head when you said that. You got an intelligent team, uh, you know. Even Zeke coming in there. I mean, you don't play virtuoso piano if you ain't got something, you know, behind the eyebrows. Um, and, and that's the first time I think I, I don't know if I. You probably have said it before, but but it's the first time it really clicked with me. This is a smart basketball team. Yeah, it, it's funny. This summer, in in the wake of the the farthest we've been in a long time. We start to identify areas we need to get better at, and you know we, we could. There's certainly skill sets. You could argue position, but I think yeah, the NBA is largely becoming positionless. But I thought what the common thread of most teams that are consistently playing that level, and winning that level, is toughness and IQ. I think the guys that we brought in this summer, or this summer, whenever it was, I don't know, this fall, um, are reflective of those traits. Um, and, and I think the more type of guys we have that are tough and smart and care about winning, the better it will be. Talking to Tim Conley of the Denver Nuggets, your general manager. Uh, Tim, when you look at the rest of the West, now we saw James Harden give 100 honey buns to his friend and then look like he <laughs> ate 100 honey buns. Oh my God. Uh, when, what's the worry as a GM 
when a player comes back, maybe not the way you thought they would be? What kind of thoughts go through a GM's mind? You know, if, if you trust the guy, you're thinking in the back of the reservation. We, look, we've had issues with guys showing up not in tip-top shape. Uh, we've had issues with guys coming back not completely happy with their role. Uh, but I think as long as you have that, you've you built up a organic relationship where you can have those honest and at times hard conversations, I think you can, for the most part, figure it out. But it's not fun. I mean, you guys uh, play in the NFL, play in the NBA. I'm sure you had – uh, several teammates after the offseason they show up and like, golly, man, what did you do for the last three months? It's, yeah. it's not a good feeling, that's for sure. Uh, Tim Conley, our guest. Tim, I want to ask you about that. And, and we had Scotty's buddy Doc Rivers on a few months ago, and we, we always reset this conversation. He talked about kind of what you just alluded to, uh, accepting a role. How do you and Calvin and guys in the front office, and, and probably with the help of uh, Coach Malone and the staff, how do you have those conversations with guys of, here's what I think your role is going to be moving forward on this team, uh, as opposed to maybe what the perspective of the player is of their role moving forward on the team? I think as long as you're honest, there'll at least be respect. Um, I think if you, you expect guys to always be happy, it's unrealistic. Um, your livelihood's dependent on your playing time and your productivity. And if you're outside of that rotation, your rotation minutes are limited, then it's going to impact, you know, how they make a living. So I, I think um, you have to get in their shoes, certainly. Um, but from, from our seat, from Mo's seat, it's about what's best for the team, not the individual. And those two things don't always uh, converge. But um, and, and sometimes you have to be very honest as well. You know, sometimes a guy just gets dealt a tough hand and you can't sugarcoat it. You know, I think the minute you start lying to these guys, the minute you start misrepresenting anything, um, you get yourself in a lot of trouble. Well, and, and, and honestly, right. You dealt with that with, with Nurk. You knew he could play. You draft him in the first round and he's proven in, in Portland that he can play. Um, but you guys saw something in Joker, right. And, and you, Hey, you did what you tried to do what was best for him. And, but yet you hey, listen, no knock on Nurk, but I'm, I'm going to take Joker. No, it's well, I think what we try to do, especially the guys who show the ability to play, you say, listen, you're obviously can play in this league. You have a, a long enough resume to um, confirm that fact. Is If you can't play here, be a good soldier, do everything right, and we'll try to find you a good home. Um, I, you know, we've had chances to trade guys to homes that weren't good, um, and, and we've chosen not to. So it, you can't always do, do right, but as much as you can, um, these guys become your friends and they're your colleagues. You know, it's not, it's not where the suits and, and, and they're just the assets. I think the more collaborative, the better. And, you know, it's a good problem to have, quite frankly. It means we're a good team. If good players can't find consistent rotation minutes. Uh, speaking of, real quick, Tim, I wanted to sneak it in. Yesterday was the anniversary of that decision that Scotty was talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. did you guys go out and get uh, steaks or, or, better yet, a quesarito, which was on the, the board when Nicola was selected by the Nuggets? Oh, I wish. I wish my wife's been sick the last couple of days, so it's been no joy at this household. Oh. It's the most fun I've had in like two days. Sorry. Sorry to bring it hey, up. Yeah. Hey, and remind Nicola because he got married. And somebody's been working on Nicola because he said it in, in media day, happy wife, happy life. So, so <laughs> hey, you're living, that, you're living that right now. Hey, hey talk about this, and we, we talked about it after our first game, shooting – this league has been kind of positionless, but it's also been a, a shooting league. It's turned a lot more analytics, and people are looking for the spot-up threes or the kick-out threes or, or, or whatever. You know, they, the shooting's important. That's going to be uh, uh, something for you guys that you're always looking to improve on. Talk, talk us through your job daily 
not just in evaluating what you have, but keeping your eye on wires, on opportunities, and everything else. What what is some of the stuff your your kind of daily routine? Because I know I know you're always trying to improve this team. Yeah, it's the really the enjoyable part of the team. There's no such thing as a perfect team. Uh, every team in this league has um, internal areas they want to improve upon. So you're always looking. I think you know we have the the anchors in Jamal and Nicola, uh, and we have a very good young core of guys, guys that have grown together and, and won together. But you're always also looking. Um, uh, my old boss had a great line. He said, we're not reporters, we're projectors. So, you know, we don't want to talk about what today. We want to talk about what's coming. Um, so I think the more talent you had behind the guys, I mean, you look at Jamal, his first year backed up Gary you know, off the ball. Um, Nicola, you know, he, he played limited minutes his first year. Um, so, I think it has become easier to try to compliment those guys. And quite frankly, Nicole is so, so good. He can, he can um, figure out pretty much any, any player and help, help them play at a higher level. Uh, but, you know, we're not where we need to be, and we always have to improve. And, and that's a, a daily thing we're, we're looking at, whether it's um, NBA opportunities. Uh, the college season has been pretty funny, scouting all these games uh, thus far. Um, so it, it's really the most enjoyable part of the job and something that never ends. Talking to Tim Conley, president of basketball operations for your Nuggets. And, and, Tim, when you talk about projecting, project for us, the Nuggets fans. What can we expect from Will Barton this year? I think Will's going to have an excellent year. I thought he was playing at an extremely high level last year. Um, the, you know, he had uh, a small issue with his knee that was exasperated by, uh, by the pandemic, not getting the treatment that generally we'd be able to give him uh, in the bubble those issues continued, and we had some limitations on just how much we could do. Um, he'll play this evening. I think he'll be full go a week from now against Sacramento. Uh, you know, there's very few guys in our team that, that love to play as much as we'll do. I think he's um, got a lot of pent-up energy. He's anxious. He's excited. So we're pretty fired up to, to see uh, Will back to where he was. Well, Tim, you a mentioned good, that. A good Will Barton and, and Michael Porter Jr. takes that next step, man. That that goes a long way for this team. Woo. No, I think it's going to be a fun year. Again, I don't. Last year was so funky. It's if the Mike Conley shot goes in, we're having different conversations right now. Our, our team might look dramatically different. Uh, that shot doesn't go in, and uh, we really had a. I think I thought a heck of a run in the postseason. It spoke to the resiliency and toughness that Mo and his staff has instilled in our team. But um, you know, we have real. I think we have really, really good players to learn how to win. That's hard. That's really hard to learn to win at the highest level at such a young age. Uh, we've added some new guys who bring energy and toughness and I, th- I think very much team-first mentalities that um, that will be fun to watch and fun to root for. Uh, but the West is loaded. It'll be hard to really prognosticate exactly how it's going to shake up, but you know, we like our chances. Talking to Tim Conley in a couple more minutes with you, Tim. We appreciate it. Uh, you mentioned Nicola there and, and how absolutely great he is as a basketball player. Uh, what about the conversations you guys have with Nicola and elevating his game and always taking the next step? Uh, I mean, you said it. Outside of maybe like peeling his skin back and showing he's a Serbian basketball robot, I'm not sure what else he can do. Yeah, I think, you know, last year I thought he was going to shoot the three better. He shot it well in the bubble uh, in the playoffs. I think he's a much better shooter than his regular season numbers would indicate. I think there's a couple of guys where we hope there's a positive regression back to where we think they are as shooters. Um, you know, you see his body gets better and better. He's so bouncy right now. Uh, he caught a lob the other day, which I think is the first time I've ever seen. Yeah, I know. I'm as surprised as you are. Um, I think he's Felipe, 
Uh, my head of strength and conditioning is like his brother. Those two guys are, are joined at the hip, and they've done such a great job at changing and improving his body. Um, I think he, I think he knows how good he is now. I think he knows how good we are right now, which empowers him a bit more. Um, he's been much more vocal in training camp. Like he really enjoys the new guys. Um, so um, the the bar is so so high. I'm not sure what he can do to surpass what he's already done, but I I know that his ability to be consistent, both as a player and leader, um, have greatly improved each year. And I, I think this year will be the best one yet. Hey, hey, give us 10 more years of 24, 12, and 8, and we'll figure everything yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I, if that happens, Scott, I can live in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my house was built in 1973. Come on now. Uh, um, let, hey, let me ask you about Nicola because we all love him. The, the, the town loves him. I think you mentioned a while ago he's, the self-deprecating humor, the, the humility he seems to – to play with, even when he says something in an interview, they can't stop me. You know, you know he's just joking, and you, and you take it the right way. Got married over the summer, and that changes people's lives as well. And and, and you know, you know, with a couple of kids also. What? So here's a really crazy question: What kind of dad do you think Nikola Jokic is going to be someday? Uh, he's going to be the dad that gives his kids fireworks at like three years old. You know, he's going to be, <laughs> and then. Poor Natalia's gonna have to come in and say, "What are you doing?" Or he's gonna have his uh, he and his brothers will have him taking crowd maga classes at five. <laughs> uh, he is great, 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 great with kids. Um, he's so good with my kids. He's so natural. I think he he doesn't like the spotlight. And when you're as good an athlete as he is, you're constantly in the spotlight. So I think he's so natural with children because he can just mess around and, and, and kind of be himself. But uh, he and his wife are, are fantastic people. Uh, he'll make a, a great dad. Tim, I want to ask a uh, last one I got for you. And again, appreciate your time talking to Tim Conley. Uh, we've heard a little bit about Bull Bull and his 3-4 where he plays. And we've kind of transitioned into, at some points, positionless basketball. Uh, but from your eyes, from Tim Conley's perspective, where do you think Bull shines the most? Well, I think offensively, there's not much he can't do. He's got a big-time handle. He's got deep range. He can shoot off the bounce. In transition, he's a freak. Um, <laughs> he could be a lob threat. I think the challenge for him is, is who is the most effective guardian. I know that's been a consistent message from Mo. Um, and, and how can who he guards ensure that he's still a, a rim deterrent? I mean, he should be a, a big-time rim protector. We were actually just talking about that last night with him. Uh, so I think the hardest transition is, is not on the offensive end. Uh, there's so much space in the NBA. We have, we're, we're fortunate to have a lot of good playmakers and an excellent coaching staff that creates good looks. I think it's when – you got to get on the other end and lock guys down. So I think he'll be a multi-position defender. Um, but I, I do think the challenge for him, and I think one that he should embrace, is how can I, um, regardless of where I am on the floor, ensure that my uh, I can be a, a presence in the paint? Because not many guys in the league have his combination of length and timing at the rim as a shot blocker. Well, Tim, we appreciate you, man. Always good to have the conversation. Great to hear your voice. Uh, we, we wish you know nothing but the best. Mrs. Conley, yourself, uh, and, and the kids there at hey, home we, trying to we, stay we, healthy. We got, we got to ask Tim, you know, because he, he's a Baltimore native. So uh, the Ravens, the, the the big pressing question: Did Jackson have to go poop, or did did he really? You have know, it's funny. I, I, I've I've listened to you guys more uh, <laughs> ever just because I have a lot more time on hand, and and I have no social life, so I sometimes just take drives and. Um, <laughs> I, I was listening to – you guys took a very uh, mature approach. I was listening to the intro to um, uh, Craigson's show when they had the little 
two-minute poop vignette, which was impressive and really raised the bar high. Uh, I, I would guess it's a strong yes. Cause, I mean, he ran out of there like a guy that wasn't cramping, that's for sure. <laughs> that's true. And, and, and did that last hey, – how good was that game, though? Oh, my. Oh, man, it, it was – you know, it, it was great. I'm a Ravens fan. I've become a pretty big Broncos fan. But it was also great that didn't have to legally stream it. I'm too cheap to take it for the NFL package. So <laughs> Monday night football, kids are asleep, wife yeah. is sick. You know, it was it, it was good times. Really good times. Did Nick tell you you'd have to talk about a fat James Harden and Lamar Jackson pooping when you did this interview? Well, to be honest with you, if we didn't, I'd be disappointed in you guys. I, I so long since I spoke. I mean, last time was in the bubble, and I was doing laps, so it's – it's good to hear your voices, and it's the more irreverent the questions, the better. I don't like these serious questions. <laughs> well, you're on the right show, then. You're on the right show, Tim. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll yell down at you tonight from my bubble. I guess they got us all set up in, in kind of a bubble situation up uh, up by a suite, I think. Yeah, we got a hazmat suit for you. Yeah, well, I'll, hey, I'd hey, like not to see me, Marlo. Thing. Dude, I've been I have been sequestered. I'm like you. I I follow my follow a mama finally said to me, he said. Dude, you need to just go out and go for a drive. No, it's how the drives are great. I don't. They're great. You know, oh, they're, like they're they're needed, dude. Hey, you missed it. I, I had about a four inch uh, a beard going there for a while. I didn't know where you're going with that four inches. <laughs> and Tim fits in perfectly. Hey, one nothing. Tim Connolly, one nothing. Dog. Tim Connolly. One nothing. Right. <laughs> it broke up. I just said it broke up. <laughs> TC, we appreciate you, man. <laughs> Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you soon, Tim. Well, thanks, son, guys. Have a great Christmas. I'll talk to you. Thanks. You do the Merry same. Christmas. You do the same. Merry Christmas to the Connollys for sure. That's awesome right there. Oh.